what you about to witness is my thoughts. Just my thoughts, man. So I just released the first one, like, it just came out an hour ago. Okay, I was wondering about that, because yeah. I saw your Instagram story about a podcast. Yeah, yeah. And I felt like I hadn't seen any before that, and so I was kind of wondering, I was like, am I really the second one? Third. Third. Yep. And we are live. Ooh. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I present to you my friend from, we've been, we've known each other since we were, what, like, four Quite a while, long time. Long time. Well, it's County fam. Yes, sir. Two six zero, Mister Ty Petty. What's going on, brother? Not much. Just chilling. Got the day off. Figured I'd come join you here today. I'm excited about this. Um, so, I was uh, getting my coffee before I was coming over here, and I was thinking, like, one of the things that we're going to talk about is just like kind of our we have differing views on like politics, and then I got to thinking, and I'm like, wait a second. Ty and I have disagreed on almost everything, almost forever. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. No matter what it was. (laughs) But anyway, yeah, just uh, Ty and I grew up together, same town, same hometown, went to school together, played basketball together, Um, and he has been a supporter of the L2F movement. He's wearing his L2F shirt, which I appreciate. Thank you, sir. Always, always. (laughs) (laughs) It only took, what, like a month for the shipping? Yeah, but it was hand-delivered, so It was, yeah. <laughs> Handwritten thank you note. Um, but yeah, so I mean, tell us a little bit about you. Like, what do you do? Um, so right now I work at St. Vincent's down on 86th Street. Um, I work in a CVOR, so it's like a in a hybrid lab. Make love to the Make mic. Make love to the mic. <laughs> it's a hybrid lab where we do combined open surgeries with uh, percutaneous surgeries, which is just making like a small incision in the hole and kind of navigating through arteries and veins. So I'm not a doctor or anything. I just, I'm pretty much the scalpel dude. But instead of, yeah, instead of using tools, we use wires and catheters and sheaths. So it tends to be a little less invasive because we don't have to open you up. You see some cool shit? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I mean, we'll do stuff. I hardly do that, but like part of the lab is like strokes. So if someone, if they have a clot, we can go up there and retrieve it. And so we'll do stuff like that. If someone has a tear in the, their aorta, we'll wow. go up there and put like a stent or a graft in there to close it up. And so that's kind of some high pressure. Yeah, some it can be. I mean, a lot of days we're doing simple stuff like ports for like cancer patients, which is like half an hour in and out. But yeah, every now and then we get some intense stuff. Dang. Yeah, I, I had no idea it was that intense. Yeah. Where, how long have you been doing that? Uh, about a year and a half okay. before that, I just did like ER stuff with like I do CT and X-ray and stuff. And right. Okay. That got kind of boring. It just gets yeah. really redundant. And this yeah, is I like mean, what you're talking about now seems a lot more exciting. Yeah, it definitely is. I know you obviously can't like talk about any specific things, but like, have you seen anything just like totally gnarly? Um. Well, the with most of our stuff, like you can just kind of tell the patient's declining because none of it's like open stuff. Like it's not like leg sawed off because that's just something that would be like an open surgery. So it's, we do stuff that's like internal bleeding or something like that. We'll go in and fix it. 
Okay. And so, I mean, you can have like trauma, like a car accident, and then they have like internal bleeding somewhere, and we'll go in and coil it off to stop it. This is a hardcore question. Have you ever like seen somebody die? Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah, probably about five or so. Is that pretty stress? Like, obviously stressful, but yeah. Like, what's? Can you even describe what that's like? The first, it's kind of surreal because I mean, obviously you're sad, and then like, I just always, it's kind of crazy to me that, like, just from the like the brain functions done, all the memories are gone, all the interactions they're ever gonna have are done. Like, it's all just. I got I first I was there and I got to see the end of this whole like expansion of life and it's kind of I don't know it's it's really weird it's sad obviously and you get some are more difficult than others depending on age or what happened or habits they may or may have not had and so well we are five minutes in and that just blew my mind (laughs) (laughs) well I'm glad we started off in a uh, morbid fashion sorry (laughs) anybody that was turned off by that um so I, the reason that I wanted to have you in is one, you're a funny motherfucker. Try. <laughs> and two, um, I I just know that like, so for me, I want to have conversations with people that have different differing um, opinions. Like mm-hmm. in our case, like politics, we have differing opinions. But I know that you are a sane, intelligent, <laughs> good person. I know that I'm at least a couple of those things. Right. Check that. Yep. Yeah, check one or two of those boxes. <laughs> And so, like, I just want to have a, a conversation and just try and understand where you're coming from um, and just kind of expand my understanding. Yeah. Um, so this past year, you looked at running city council. I don't know if you ended up following through with that, but I know that you were, you know, at least looking at it. What was that process like? Yeah. So the process is actually easier than what you think. Um, you basically just have to go down to the courthouse and fill out a couple forms and they'll just put you on the ballot. So that part's not hard, but the har- and then even knowing about like what you want to run or, or like what you'd like to fix around the city or like what you want to focus on, even that's not that hard to. What's hard for me at least is like trying to figure out how to like campaign mm-hmm. or and stuff like that and get the word out, because kind of like I said, since my profession isn't anywhere near like I'm not poli sci major, mm-hmm. I didn't go through any school uh, schooling for this, and I only became interested in politics until like up. Uh, back in 2015 so my background doesn't go very far back what caused you to say hey I want to get involved and make some positive changes um it's just I think it's kind of just being in Indiana so Indianapolis itself is fair it's a blue like Marion's like kind of a blue county but as far as like Indiana goes you're just surrounded by a lot of people with differing views as myself Mm -hmm. and so it was kind of maybe just to get in there and mix it up and tried to do things a little differently um, and try to make Indianapolis more, even more what I would say progressive. Even though I love living here, I don't have a problem with. Mm -hmm. But I just thought it was a good way to get to start and understand what it is and then maybe someday move up to, like, Congress or something. So it's just to kind of see what it was about. Um, And and I also don't like being a person that's like, I'm just going to talk about it and not do anything. Right, yeah. And so, like, it's like if I'm going to talk all this shit, like, I got to be able to back up what I'm doing. I'm not just yelling on Twitter. Right, yeah. So was there any, like, specific moment in time where you're just like, I'm going to do this? Like, was there anything that, like, called to you or what Um, what made you want to do it? I think, like, I just have kind of tossed around the idea just, and then, like, I would talk to friends or family about it, and they'd be like, 
yeah, why not? Like, you should go for it. J- just see what happens. And so, like, just having some general support from around mm-hmm. you kind of gives you enough motivation to at least, like, put one foot forward and see what it's about. We got the presidential hair, man. <laughs> got that working but that's why i gotta run now before it goes yeah, away yeah, yeah. i don't think it's going anywhere that's it's <laughs> quite the main right there a little bit jealous you got any secrets for me just off the record uh good genetics okay all right, <laughs> that's about enough. it <laughs> um so all right you you decide hey i'm gonna do this i'm gonna go run for a city council seat what was like what was setting up a campaign or a campaign what was like what was that process like for you i know you said it was like probably the harder part yeah i mean there's some friends that i've talked to that like kind of give me like ideas of what to do and then even i think just like filling out those forms i'll get calls like all like two or three times a week just from random places across the states like hey let me make some stickers for you and stuff like Hmm. that and it's like which i i mean probably should have done but um, and then, like, you also had to go and spit up, like, a special special bank account so they can monitor right. your funds and make sure, not That's that wild. I was getting any outside right, funds, yeah. and like, but just making sure you spend them in the right places and you're not doing anything illegal. Um, so that was almost, because I went to the bank to do it, and they're like, we've never done this before. We're going to, so really? that's, yeah, so that took a while, but it was cool. Um, they were super nice. Did you have anybody that was, like, kind of helping you, like, a, a lead person? I don't, obviously, you're not at the stage of, like, a campaign yeah, um, manager, but did you have anybody that was helping you, or were you just, like, Googling the shit out of everything? I was just Googling everywhere. <laughs> like, I was even hopping on, like, Reddit for, like, ideas oh, and stuff like that. Um, but a lot of them said you kind of do need, like, a campaign manager of sorts, even for, like, this small thing. Not, like, a full-time, like, someone mm-hmm. that you pay, but someone... Uh, like me, I mean, probably just even like a friend that you can bounce ideas off of, and they can, or they've had experience and can set you in the right direction. But I mean, being 28 and all my friends being 28, that no one's really had that experience, right? Other than a couple people who went to school for stuff like this. But so that was, I probably have just got into it too late, needed to go to like community events where they have like the Democratic Society, like we'll get together mm-hmm. or something and conventions or whatever to kind of meet people in that circle that can guide you and so have you been involved with the democratic party at all no not really i mean i know i should like i think it's just like baby steps like try to do more and more and stuff like uh the other day indianapolis had uh well i guess it was across the nation it was that climate protest Mm -hmm. and so i went and checked that out and so it's just like kind of easing into it i guess I didn't go full in and get into those like convent or societies or whatever, but probably should if I want to pursue anything seriously. So I understand the importance of a protest. What what was that protest like? Um, and like, obviously, people that are organizing these protests understand it's not going to make a difference right now. Right. Is it just kind of like a fifteen year <laughs> plan or? Like, what's the thought process behind demonstrating that we need to take care of the earth a little bit better? Yeah. Um, I think for this, I mean, this was like a youth movement, really. And it was mostly, like, there's a lot of high school and college kids. There there wasn't very many, like, middle-aged people. And then there's some older folks that were probably hippies in the 70s. Mm -hmm. And they're coming back. It's coming back full circle for them. But it's just to talk about how they feel like their future isn't being respected okay. because these like major corporations or companies 
and uh, politicians aren't taking proper steps to ensure that they'll have the earth in the same condition that like the boomers had it and like and so they're just worried about deterioration so like there's I mean, like you hear like these, like we got this 12 year plan. We have to have it so-and-so by 2030 or 2035 or whatever. Like, I mean, it's good to set a goal and a date just so you have something to shoot for. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I think the main process is just like getting better each day and like recognizing it more and more. And I think even now when you look at like a lot of pollings, it's gotten to the point where climate's pretty important for a lot of people. And so, yeah, I mean, it's like even on the other side of the aisle, like, I wish that more people could be reasonable yeah. in, in the way that they, you know, they choose their party lines. Like, okay, so I'm I'm Republican, registered Republican, pretty much vote a straight ticket unless there's somebody that actually stands out as somebody that would be a leader and mm-hmm. be good for the city or the state or the country. But, like, I also, like, am never going to say something like climate change isn't real. Or, right, or, yeah. Like, Roe v. Wade needs to be overturned or yeah. turned back, like, I don't understand why people can't be reasonable. Right. It's hard. I mean, everyone knows right now it's just like everything's so divided and it's hard. And then even you got the people in the middle and I feel like the radicals on either side are telling them to shut up. Like, no, yeah, it's like, no, we need it our way, not a hundred percent our way or vice versa. Like, so they're they're ruining it for everybody. Mm -hmm. Like the radicals on both sides are just like, well, they're radical. Yeah. yeah. But like, they're just, they're not even like thinking critically. They're just, this is the side I'm on. If you don't agree with me, shut the fuck up. Right. Yeah. They see, they see other people yelling and they just want to join in in the hoopla. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. It gets, it's super frustrating. Yeah. I mean, everyone's frustrated. But how how do we change? Like, how do we take a step back? Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what's hard, because you would think right now it would be easier than ever to agree with each other because we have such an access to information. Right. I mean, anything we want to know, we carry we carry a phone around our pockets as access, answer any question we ever have. Right. And, like, we can't agree, and we're, everyone's distorting facts in a certain way. And so I don't, I mean, it has to be, educating the people properly and i don't really know exactly how to do that mm-hmm. when you have the information and in, at the palm of your tips i mean we were talking earlier and you mentioned like objective like something was objective and then mm-hmm. like i've never really thought about it but then i was just like it's funny how subjective objective information can be made to be yeah and it's just like okay, I can go and find any fact anywhere that will prove my point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that's what difficult is difficult, too, because you just Google how you want the results right, to come yeah. up. Yeah. Proof that global warming isn't real. Right. Oh, here's some science here's right here. Articles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. So is, is climate change, is that, or not necessarily climate change, but sustainability, is that something that's really one of your top things? Yeah. I mean, for me, I would say it's probably about the top right now because – if we don't fix it, then a lot of this stuff, other stuff doesn't matter just because, you know, if you get all of a sudden you get all these like water shortage or food shortage, or like it's too hot to inhabit certain places or Mm -hmm. there's too flooded. All of a sudden you're just like, you're changing everything. I mean, you change how businesses would operate. You change how like the insurance industry would, I'm sure change like, and so there's a lot of, there's just so much collateral damage that would happen if we just kept going the way we're going that I think that that has to be the first fix 
unfortunately, because there's been bigger problems, or there's been big problems for longer as well. Mm -hmm. But I think it's gotten to a tipping point where we have to really reel back ourselves. And so, but it can be done, I think. Yeah. So I have, why in the hell? This new, I got the new iOS, Mm -hmm. and I have my shit turned off. My, My vibrate is off. I'm supposed to be on silent. And it's still freaking beeping. Sorry. No, it's... I think there's been quite a few problems with the new iOS. I'm having a hell of a time, man. It's been, yeah. <laughs> it's been a treat. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's a fact that we are going to run out of resources. Mm-hmm. Like we live on a finite planet. I believe, you know, personally, like from a I guess a spiritual standpoint, I believe that the universe is infinite, but the Earth is not infinite. Yeah, right. And it's it's just a fact. Like we're overpopulated. Uh, we're gonna run out of food, mm-hmm. and it could get really ugly. Yeah, and that's what. But I don't think it's that far away either. No, that's what that's what I think too. Because like every time they give us like these new dates of like when something's gonna happen, like I feel like like a year later, it's like actually it's gonna happen five years sooner. And like oh, yeah. it, I, I mean that's what it feels. I mean even like going outside, like I mean this summer was fucking cooking, and like mm-hmm. it's the hottest summer, like. And so stuff like that, it's like, I'm noticing it, like, just walking around. Maybe mm-hmm. it was just the hottest summer. I don't right, know. Yeah. But, like, when, you like, you're aware of all this, everyone's yelling about climate change, and you're walking outside in 95-degree weather every day, it's like, I think it's here. Like, it's really, and all these hurricanes are, like, kicking up, and there's tons of, and so, I don't know, you just, it just makes me feel like it's coming sooner than what, but... But Ty, it was negative twenty degrees last week. What, <laughs> yeah. There's no sometimes warming. it gets cold. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you? I. What do you propose? Like, what's what's a good way for us to start? Like locally. Yeah. So you you want to be involved locally in mm-hmm. in the political scene? You want to help make a difference in the city? Where do you start if you're in charge of everything? Yeah. Well, I think that leads nicely into this article that I brought about. That's not an article. That's a research paper yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, about how Indianapolis is one of the most wasteful big cities in America. Um, currently, Indianapolis only recycles seven percent of their waste, and on seven seven yeah very low. The national, and this is uh, like comparing to the top 50 major cities, and we're 14th in size. Um, And so we only recycle 7%. The average is 35%. San Francisco tops out at 80%, and uh, Seattle is at 60%. And then another issue with the way Indianapolis recycles is that uh, it's like recycles with like quotes around it because we have an incinerator <laughs> okay and so it's not recyclable and reusable it's reusable once because the incinerator mm-hmm. uh creates steam and then it helps power the buildings in downtown indianapolis so it's reusable in, in the sense that one time it's burned and then it yeah. was reused but other than that it's not like plastic bottle after plastic bottle turns into plastic bottle and so it's not a proper cycle of reusing the same stuff over and over. And then you still have to dump the ashes and stuff in a landfill anyways. Right. And so there's still... I mean, is that something that's, like, fixable? Yeah. The problem is... It sounds expensive. Yeah. Well, so it's kind of... With the, with the incinerator, it was built back in, like, the 1980s. And I would say it costs, oh, yeah. like... They were really big up on the environment back then. Yeah, right. Yeah, they were on top of it. <laughs> And it said back then it was like, I want to say like 109 million to build it, and no so shit. yeah. But like, and, and then on top of that, the uh, 
they have this like contract with the city that they have to burn. If the, the more fuel that or the more waste they burn, the cheaper power becomes for the city. Mm-hmm. So they're incentivized to keep sending trash there to burn it instead of like get it recycled. And That's yeah, just stupid. And then there is also a clause in it that just got taken out by Mayor Hogsett uh, a couple of years ago. It was if we didn't recycle, if the uh, city didn't recycle three hundred thousand pounds of waste there was a monetary penalty mm-hmm. that the state had to pay to the company. Hmm. And so it was like, again... Wait, so they're just like, that makes so much sense. Yeah, so they're basically <laughs> saying like... That's wild. That's Yeah, so that's why we have to keep pushing it in there so this we don't have to occur these fees to... Uh, it's like Conteva or something like that. It's, it's just like switching money from one hand to your other hand. Yeah, so it's kind of jaded, and that's like what's upsetting about it. And then, so they're like... Uh, this article talks about how there's a lot of people locally, a lot of city councilors say they get emails and calls multiple like every week asking for, because we're like one of the only major cities other than I think Detroit and New Orleans that doesn't have universal curbside recycling. Those are very clean cities. Yeah, and they cite those, and we're different than they those because we're not in financial trouble like those cities are. Right, yeah. And so we're, ours is just out of like... We have the ability, and that's the frustrating part. And so they re-signed the contract with this infra- like incinerator, I think, in 2015, and it's not up till 2025. Really? And so we still got six more years of doing it this way. And city officials, that, like according to this article, have talked about, they'll be like, yeah, by 2025, we can probably start uh, curbside recycling. But th- so they said that's as soon as they could get it up and running, which just happens to coincide with when the contract's up. And so they, it's... They don't want to do both at the same time to cut in. So I'm a, I'm a believer, just like in my entrepreneurial nature, I'm a believer that I don't want the government to do something that a private individual can do. Yeah. Is there a way that you could figure out, and I don't know if this is like up your alley or not, but is there a way for somebody to figure out like, okay, I can start my own recycling pickup business and make it profitable or at least a lot, like not a loss? Yeah. Like, can you sell that same recycling to that recycling plant? I know it's not an ideal recycling plant, but is that something you could do? Um, maybe, because in this article, it talks about how right now uh, residents don't even pay enough to cover the cost of waste, mm-hmm. and so we have this extra fund that we've been dipping into, oh, which will run out, and they said fairly soon. I don't remember what year specifically, but they're like, yeah, there's not a ton of money, money left in there. So the state's already covering some of the expenses anyway. Like, hmm. yeah. And so, and a lot of, uh, I forget where I was going. But yeah, so the state's already putting money into it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm saying like, or, I, would, I would bet that there are 100,000 people in Indianapolis that would pay $20 a month to have recycling Oh, I think so removed. too. I mean, that's... That seems like a an opportunity. Yeah. In, in the private sector, not necessarily the public. Yeah. And I know that's Which, not really like your your mo, but like I'm just I'm just thinking yeah. out loud here because, like, I would prefer somebody you know take the lead and take ownership of this issue and figure out how to fix it without having to wait the six years mm-hmm. because like it needs to right. I mean, it needs a change. Yeah. And I mean that. Or that sustainability or recycling ranking is almost as bad as our health ranking. Right. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know enough about that and how the money changes hands and who could authorize what. And Dude, you could start Indie Recycling Mag. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, there's a lot of opportunity there. Yeah, yeah. No, I really, I mean, I... So, yeah, I'm, I'm a bastard. I don't recycle, and I'm yeah. sorry. Well... I'm starting to rethink it now from this conversation. I always just kind of roll my eyes at it. Yeah, and what's uh, disappointing is, uh, like, at our apartment complex... We were told, which is, I think, what this uh, city told them. We were told, throw everything in one container. It will separate, like, right. they'll separate it, yada, yada. But, like, so much of that doesn't get, uh, isn't able to be recycled because it gets dirty from the other waste. And it's improper, like, people just don't filter it right at the company. And so they end up, and the company isn't incentivized to really, uh, to really, pull those out to recycle them because right. they get so much money for burning their shit. So they're just saying that to do yeah, it. And they like, might, do might do it if yeah. they're, you know, feeling okay. Yeah. Not hungover. <laughs> yeah. And so it runs. And then this actually, I didn't know this until, uh, until I went to that protest, but Indy has like pretty bad air quality. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's in the uh, health rankings. Actually. Yeah, I saw you yeah. post that the, oh, yep. a couple months ago. Yep. I thought that was cool. Well, not that it were low, but just right, how yeah. they have all it's those so rankings cool. out. Yeah. Yeah. Shit in the air everywhere. <laughs> I can't wait for asthma. I mean, there's some really bad areas like where mm-hmm. you just like, I mean, I know that like just south of downtown, there's an extremely high prevalence of cancer. And really? it's uh, correlated with the air quality there. I believe it. Because that's what, with this incinerator, I'm trying to find the page, it's hard to find, but they, like, within the first six months back when it was built, they had, like, so many violations of, like, they had a limit on how much pollution they could put out and how much, and how and what they're burning, and they just had, like, violation after violation, and, oh, yeah, here it is. The incinerator exceeded uh, pollution limits as many as six to ten times a month. The facility violated the permit as recently as 2018. When equipment malfunctions cause a dispute too much carbon monoxide into the air. Hmm. And so, I mean, not only are we not recycling properly, we're also polluting our air. Yeah, and, polluting the shit out of it. Right. And so this thing is just leading to a lot of problems. Is there any group that's just, like, leading the charge for this? Or is there any one person that's, like, really outspoken? Not that I know of. Yeah. I mean, I only found this, like... I was just Googling, st- I mean, this is when I was doing the city council stuff and just, like, looking, like, I think I Googled, like, ways to improve, like, city, and, mm-hmm. like, this is, like, improving recycling, better water, like, cleaner, like, just a lot of cities need to improve in those areas or, like, more parks or, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that, and so this is one of the things, and then I just started Googling it, and I think Indy Star had a couple articles and stuff, but there's not a ton out there, I don't think, about it. Yeah, and, I mean, so... What we're doing with Indie Fitness Mag is trying to bring together a tribe of people that care about this this issue. Mm -hmm. And though our rankings have only gone up like four spots in the last two years, it's it's something that we've started that has got the movement going in the right direction. Yeah. Now, I mean, we're starting to get to a point where we're starting to have a little bit more influence, and hopefully that these improvements can start mm-hmm. compounding you know, right. with all the effort that we're putting in and our community's putting in. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I feel like maybe I'm just, like, I got lucky with this because, like, the fitness community is very, very passionate about 
people being healthy. Like if there's yeah. one thing I've learned about people that are in the fitness industry, it's they really truly care about people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm wondering like what it would take to get people to start caring about this. Yeah, that's a good because I feel like in obviously in certain places like Seattle and San Francisco, it is like close to those like because their particip- participation rates are 100 percent, and so obviously. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's and so obviously there are places that yeah, San Francisco and Seattle are both a hundred. Milwaukee eighty five. Well, so define a hundred percent. It's a hundred percent of what? Like, Every like, household recycles. No shit. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and I mean, so out there they say they like talk about because they interview this guy that moved here from Seattle and he's like, yeah, it's not like a hobby or anything. It's just like everyday life. Like that's just mm-hmm. how we operate out there. Right. And so, I mean, and that's what they, when I talked about how they don't, Indy's not going to look at recycling until 2025, they said, like, well, we got to get public education out. And that's, like, one of the issues. Is, this is not a five-year project. <laughs> I know, right? That's, like, just put out a couple commercials and some Facebook ads or something. Right. Like, it's, like, it's not that hard to reach the public anymore. Like, right, yeah. I mean, you can do it really easily. Yeah. With a not huge budget. Yeah. You know what? I was in uh, San Diego for my bachelor party a couple years ago, and I went to a CVS, and we got a ton of um, champagne for mm-hmm. some mimosas, and I had to pay for a bag. I had to pay for a plastic oh, bag. Oh, bless, yeah. It's like a plastic bag tax. Mm-hmm. And while I wasn't, like, it was 10 cents, 10 cents yeah. for a bag. That's nothing, but they probably raise a shit ton of money to for help sure. improve the sustainability. Like, why can't we do something like that? Yeah. I mean, we really should. I mean... I don't think it's a bad idea at all. I mean, yeah, I don't think locally, I mean, it's very apparent that Indianapolis as a city, like you said, is blue. Yeah. I don't think there would be a backlash on something like that. No, I don't think so either. And, I, th- and then even on the other side, I think Indy has had backlash for doing stuff like at the Indy 500 when they released all those balloons. There's a lot of people mad about that because of just where they would land and right. what would happen with that. And then even... Um, uh, during the Indy Mini, at the end of it, everyone got, like, the whatever, the bananas and waters and mm-hmm. chips or whatever, and they're handing all those out in plastic bags. Right. And I remember people were mad about that, too. That makes sense. So I think I think there is a movement. It's There's just been a lot of political, like, not a lot of political movement for it as far as, like, the mayor and the city council and what they vote and where they want to put their money to. And so that kind of goes to one of those things where... I know people talk about it all the time, like, but you got to know what's going on in your local politics. Right, yeah. And I don't think very many people do. No. just encapsulated with the reality show that's going on. Right, yeah. It's hard to tur- turn away from all that stuff. It and is. so, But, like, even so, I think November 5th, 2019, is our municipal election. Okay. And so that's something only a month, not even a month away. People should go out and vote. I mean, find your district. Like, I'm district two. Um, Keith Botts versus Dakota Fan or not Dakota. Her last Dakota name is Fanning. Fanning. Yeah, <laughs> her last name is Fanning. I, I forget she's her old first name. Run. Yeah, <laughs> just barely. I thought she was like seven forever. Just stuck in that yeah, state. Just stuck at seven. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's. I mean, that's where in the it's a mayor re-election too. So mm-hmm. that's what if you want to see a change in the local government, got to go out and vote. Is he? He's a Democrat, right? Mm-hmm. Why doesn't he do anything about this? I don't know. That's what he... I mean, like I said earlier, he erased that one of the... where they could get charged extra fees. You know why? 
is because people don't bitch about recycling all winter long. They bitch about potholes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's actually what the uh, Republicans that he, he's running against, that's like one of his main platforms is that they both are like infrastructure. We got to improve that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Hogside wants to lower violence. And then the other, the Republican, he's like, potholes. Fuck them potholes. Fuck Which is hard to argue that. Yeah, like. dude, that's a great way to get elected. <laughs> when I run, there will be no more potholes. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Let's do it. But yeah, and so I don't know why he does. It's kind of like you said, people don't have motivation until they're pressured to do it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think a lot of people know how bad India is at recycling. Yeah, I think that's something that needs to be shared with people. Um, yeah. And like I said, like I don't recycle. I mm-hmm. know that I should, but like at you know, if I think about it, it's like I'm just one person. Yeah. Somebody right. else can do it. Yeah. I know that's not the right way to look at it, mm-hmm. but it's just like. Okay, it's kind of a pain in the ass to recycle. Right. Like, what? Do, I don't even know what the fuck I would do. Yeah, I mean, do I take it somewhere? Yeah, that. I mean, that's what. And it. That's why it's frustrating that Indy doesn't have that universal curbside because that would just make it. Easy. You have a blue container. You put it in the blue container and you drag it to the end of your driveway mm-hmm. or set it out your apartment door, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so the Indy or the city just needs to make it more accessible. Yeah. But they're not going to be pressured to make it more accessible until more people realize mm-hmm. how bad we are at it. And it's kind of realized how bad you are at it if i mean i didn't even realize this city was so no one's telling us and mm-hmm. i mean the best chance you got of knowing is having front someone move from somewhere that recycle and be like what's your city doing yeah yeah i mean i'm sure that people that move here are just flabbergasted at yeah. the fact that like everyone's overweight and nobody recycles right yeah <laughs> <laughs> and they say that like even uh, you can even get more progressive businesses to come here. Like if you recycle, like oh, yeah. that's something they like to see in the community is. Mm-hmm. And so it, I mean, it, good things can breed from it. And it's not even necess- a lot of cities charge less for recycling than waste just to get people, encourage people to recycle. And I, so I got to believe that people, there are a handful or a lot of people that would pay for this service to a private company. Probably. I mean, at this point, everyone's so riled up about it. That, yeah. Like, if you just point out here that it's bad, they'll be like, uh-oh. Yeah, I should, like, 20 bucks a month. Like, that's not... Yeah. That's fine. A couple of trips to Starbucks. <laughs> a couple less coffees, that's it. They did get rid of straws, so, hey, we're moving in the right direction. Step by step. You know what's wild is, like, I was kind of like, oh, my gosh, this is ridiculous. Straws, really? Mm-hmm. And then they got these new... Like tops of the uh, the ice drinks, and yeah. I'm like, man, this is fantastic. The drink lasts longer. I'm not slurping down the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, and that's what's like kind of funny is like everyone, not everyone, but people. And it can, looks cool. It does look cool. It it's looks slick. Really cool. It's <laughs> very slick. <laughs> and that's what you don't realize how like easy and nice stuff can be. Like once you, it's just the thought of changing the way you do it. It's like, mm. man, I don't want to. There's nothing. Yeah. I never had a problem with the way I'm doing it right now. Why would I? And then you change. Like it's that's not exactly a, what I. It's not my a big situation. Deal. Like I was just saying, um, like we went out. So we have been going out to Hawaii um, for our vacations, and they have to recycle. They don't have anywhere to put trash. <laughs> yeah, and throw it in the volcano. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it's open. <laughs> Some like when we were out there, the we were on the Big Island, and uh, like the it was just like completely like everything was done all the action was gone when we went out there the first time was whenever the uh, volcano had erupted oh really started erupting yeah. yeah that was pretty wild we couldn't go down and like couldn't see anything like mm-hmm. as far as like going down to the volcano national park we couldn't do that because it was dangerous 
I thought it would have been cool. I know. That's the way, like, I'm attracted to danger. Let's do it. I know. It just reminds me of, uh, like, Aladdin, like, just <laughs> surfing through the lava, like, <laughs> I got you, babe. Hop on. Where's that magic carpet? You're going to steal that. What he's, oh, that's when he stole the lamp. He's yeah. running away from all the lava. Abu, no. <laughs> <laughs> Where, um, okay, so here's another issue that I have with, all right, so we improve the recycling Let's say we get 100% recycling all throughout America. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at a, at a map of, like, pollution, for instance, like, say, China or in, oh, like, yeah. the Sahara, it's, like, really, really bad. Yeah. I mean, are we even... Is that just, like, taking a drop out of the ocean? Yeah, I mean, it would probably be more than that because, I mean, kind of like you said, like you got to have these other, other countries get involved too. Mm-hmm. And then it can't just be American households. It has to be like American corporations yeah. too. And so you got to get them on board and you got to get them like to pony up for a new like system of how they operate or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, it's probably more than a drop of a bucket, but at least it's still a step in the right way. I mean, you can, I mean, even since like our last election, climate change went from, I mean, it was a talking point to, like, this election. It's, like, maybe the main talking point, depending what candidate, I guess. Right, yeah. I mean, it's pretty far. I guess from as far as me, because I follow more Democrats, and I yeah. know Trump's not going to be, like, he's not going to hang his yeah, hat on that or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. And so, but I think, like, the m- momentum itself just keeps building and building. And so, I mean, you can even, you've probably seen, like, in other countries where they've had these major beach cleanups and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and... Um, I was actually reading this article a while ago, um, about in India, they found out like that if you melt these, uh, certain plastics together to, and this is like a form of recycling, then you can, uh, put them in with asphalt to substitute like another plastic. I don't Mm -hmm. know what the plastic is called, but it lasts longer and keeps roads together longer and it's recyclable. So somebody out here needs to make like a self-repairing road. Dude, like, gets a little pothole, just seals itself right up. That'd be real nice. Like the, I was uh, like back in college, there was this guy that I knew that had this idea for like covering streets in solar panel. Mm-hmm. I oh, thought that was brilliant. Yeah. Idea. Why wouldn't that work? I don't know. I wonder like if it would just they would break too easily or like if I, yeah, I mean maybe, but like there has to be some material. Yeah. I, I'm not a material scientist by any stretch of the imagination, but I feel like there would have to be some kind of material that could handle that. Yeah. I mean, if you paid someone enough money, I'm sure they could figure it out. Mm. <laughs> Good opportunity. <laughs> Just got to have the will. No, that would be, I mean, especially with how often roads are redone, like mm-hmm. you could have the whole United States covered probably yeah. in a decade. I mean, the whole United States is going to be repainted anyway because we're going to have self-driving cars and they have to have the markers to be able to measure you know, mm. distance and where they're at in the lane. They have to be able to see where they're at on the road. So, I mean, the entire, you want to talk about a business opportunity, <laughs> get into the, <clears throat> the paving business and the, like the painting business. Um, like the guys that do tennis courts, they're going to be mm-hmm. freaking loaded. Oh, yeah. Time to switch jobs. Yep. Get in early. <laughs> yep. Get it while it's hot. <laughs> Yeah, that's going to be something I think it's going to be really big. Just like anybody can get in and start painting the roads. And it's gonna, it has to happen because otherwise the self-driving cars that are on the way won't mm-hmm. be able to operate safely. There's so much going on. It's wild. <laughs> it's like, how do you wrap your head around it? Like, 
okay, yeah, we got. So we we've talked about you know sustainability and recycling. That's one out of like eight million things that we need to work on. Mm-hmm. Like, how do we prioritize? That's, I mean, I guess that's why it's good that there's so many people. Is that so yeah. many people have different passions, and mm-hmm. so almost no matter what the cause is, you can uh, you can find other people that are jo- probably willing to join your rally cry. I mean. Yeah. Like even last night, I was watching this like bird documentary before I went to bed, and there's yeah, and it's like, it goes <laughs> hold up, hold up. A, bird, a bird documentary. Yeah, it was only like thirty seven minutes. I thought, why not cruise through it? All right, all right. <laughs> and it was down like in Texas, and this like little area of Texas where a lot of bi- birds migrate has a half billion dollar industry of bird watchers. What? Yeah, it's like of just bird watchers, half a billion dollars, and so it's like. Yeah, there's a cause for everything. Yeah, different strokes for different folks. Yeah, I mean, you can find people that are into anything. Mm-hmm. But like that's that's one of the best things about the internet and social media is it's way easier than ever to find that tribe. Yeah, you can be united anywhere in mm-hmm. the world. Yep. I mean, it's been like that since the internet came around. People used to sit around in uh, forums and just talk yeah. shit to each other about the most random things. Like mm-hmm. you would think. Like, if you think that you're into something that nobody else on the planet is into, I mean, even if there's 0.01% of people into that, that's still millions of people. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, so you don't have to be, you mean, you should know about a lot of this stuff Mm -hmm. or like at least acknowledge it, but you don't, it doesn't have to be your passion. Like, you'll just get too mentally worn down if you worry about like every single thing. Yeah. I mean, that's like, I mean, on Twitter... I'll like just pass some articles, even though like I know it's like important that I should read this or I should know about this. It's like I can't handle it. Right. I'm worried about too many other things. Yeah. Like, dude, I I fall for it almost every time. Like I'll hop on. So I try and where where do you get your news from? I I kind of scour the internet. Like I just get online and I'll read stuff. And um, I mean, I actually find a ton of stuff on Twitter, mm-hmm. and then I'll go like on. Uh, and then a lot of times at like work, I'll just get on Yahoo's homepage and see like what's going on, mm-hmm. and then I'll pop over to Google, gotcha. the superior search engine, yeah, and just <laughs> and just like type in what about that subject. Yeah. Because a lot of times on that Yahoo, it's like an opinion article by one author who doesn't offer great insight, or it's like right. chop. It's so usually I just find like these ideas, or like even on Twitter, like it'll be like one article. Like, it, and it could be from anywhere, and I might, like, go through half of it. And you can even just tell by, like, how their author writes, if it's biased or not. Oh, like, yeah. it's so easy yeah. to tell. And so, but then you can pop over, like, but on the makes internet. it you feel good when you have a writer that's agreeing with you and going even a step further than you actually think. You're like, <laughs> oh, man. Okay, yeah. This, yeah, He's I like got this figured guy. figured out. Yeah, <laughs> what's going on. I've been, uh, so last election, I got, I, like, always went to realclearpolitics.com. Mm-hmm. And they have... Like, it's basically just like a mashup of a ton of different news outlets, and they po- post like the best stories of the day. Mm-hmm. There's some shit in there, but there's also a lot of like really good uh, journalism going on. Yeah, and that's where I that's kind of where I try and get my news. I also, even though I am like on the right, mm-hmm. I try and get most of my news from CNN, so I yeah. can, so I can see like so I don't fall into the trap of thinking that. Yeah, well, that's what I do too. Yeah. Like. I wa I don't watch the news that often, period, for mm-hmm. but like usually if like a major story drops, 
I'll usually start on CNN and see what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Then I'll jump over to Fox for like half an hour and see how they're handling it. It's funny and then how I'll they'll go say back. two different things about the same Oh, situation. my God. It's crazy. And so I like to go kind of like you just keep a good balance mm-hmm. of like because you can get, just get so caught up in well, he said this, she said this, and it's like you're talk. You're just using the same references over and over because they're on your side. Mm-hmm. It's like you gotta you gotta open up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I mean that was a big problem in the election last time was like the the echo chambers mm-hmm. and people thinking like no one thought Trump was gonna win. Like every news outlet said it's over, yeah. it's gonna be a blowout, and then like everybody's sitting there watching this election, and like what in the hell is going on here? <laughs> That wasn't it. Staying up to like midnight, like sad drunk. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I was doing the opposite. I was like, what? This is fucking awesome. I can't believe this is happening. But uh, see, I was more like, so whenever Trump announced, like, I liked him before he started doing this political stuff because, like, whether you're on the left or the right, the guy has been a successful businessman. Yeah. There's not too many ultra-successful businessmen that haven't had financial issues. Like, people need to let the bankruptcy thing go. But <clears throat> when he started, whenever he announced, I was like, okay, this guy's going to win. But then, like, the <laughs> week, two weeks before, I was like, oh, man, we got to do, do this and listen to everybody talk about <laughs> this for the next four years. But it has been so much worse to listen to all the whining and the... Trump's a old mm. senile crazy person. <laughs> it's like you can't, like you, you you just can't be in. Well, you can be an idiot, but you can't be stupid and do the things that he's done. Yeah, you can be an idiot, and he's behaved like an idiot right. a lot of times. I'm trying to. I've <clears throat> the last few weeks have been trying to justify. I was like, why in the world do I support this guy? He's mm-hmm. kind of a dumbass sometimes. Yeah, but I think I'm more on the side of like even though there's been a lot of bad shit that's come from it, there's also been, in my opinion, obviously just on the right side, there's been a lot more pride in, like, the personal ownership of people's lives. Oh, yeah. That's that's just, maybe that's just something I'm seeing, but I feel like it put a lot, like, I'm way more for, like, taking personal ownership of a situation than handing that to the responsibility over to the government. Oh, I see, Yeah. I would say that that's probably true, and which I guess is where we kind of diverge. I mean, I don't want the government in like everything, but I mm-hmm. think that there's some stuff that they can handle better than privatized companies or like, I mean, or they just get like less in because right now with like the lobbyists, they're like influencing everything oh, that gets yeah. done, and so like maybe if you privatize or get rid of privatization in some of those sectors, like there can be less bull. I mean. Like, when they talk about, like, prescription drugs, like, how right. much more expensive it is here than anywhere else. And, yeah. like, you run into those. But we yeah. also have the R&D here, so it has to be. And those other countries, yeah. like, that's, like, the, yeah, there's a huge, like, what is it? Like, insulin was, like, the big thing mm-hmm. what, maybe a couple months ago. You can get it for, like, $10 in Canada, but it's, yeah. like, a thousand. Bernie drove a whole bunch of people yeah. up there. <laughs> no, Bernie. <laughs> we'll talk about Bernie shortly. <laughs> um but, like, yeah, the R&D costs is in all the American companies. And, like, if somebody goes first, just like any other thing that, like, we would produce, mm-hmm. then there's going to be a cheap imitation following right after yeah. with a fractional amount of investment to create that product. Yeah, which 
it that has been that is true, and it has been getting a little more like difficult lately with that R and D because I don't remember if I was reading something or if it was in a documentary, mm-hmm. but either way, they were saying that there you get these big corporations, and they they just keep buying up other industries in the medical. Yeah. Or, and so they just keep acquiring more and more companies and making theirs bigger and bigger. Becoming and, a trust. Yeah, and, and then they're spending, cutting research and development by a ton mm-hmm. because... They have the market. Yeah, they have yeah. the market, and so they don't need to. And then they just jack up the prices of the stu- all the stuff that they just bought. Yeah. And so that's where, like, an, an issue is starting to really arise is because mm-hmm. you get in these, like, mega companies that... And you don't even know. I mean, no one pays attention to, like, a medical company that's just, like, booming. I mean, it's not like Facebook where they have like 85% of the social. Everyone knows that Facebook runs a lot of that stuff. Yeah. But it's already, no, no one cares about the medical industry and what companies are thriving. They're not fun yeah. to talk about or use. Right, or, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, so I think that like pharma and not as much as pharma, but medical device are two things that I don't know if it's even fixable. Like, and that's kind of like concerning. Yeah. Because there, there, another cra- a crazy thing about like medical devices is that <clears throat> once you get a patent for it, you can like renew that patent like every year or whatever, and you just have to make like one slight change. Like it effectively works exactly the same, and then you get these people who c- control this patent or information. It can't be used, and so they effectively eliminate competition. And I and so. Yeah, it is. It's kind of a mess. Mm-hmm. And then you get people who are making these laws that have never worked in the medical field and oh, have no man. idea how it works. And so you just, I don't know. These old it, dudes in Senate and Congress, like just Congress in general, yeah. they have no clue what is going on in the world. Like whenever Zuckerberg went in there for his. Oh interview, my God. That yeah. was a shit show. Dude, that was so bad. How is it free? Uh, we run ads, <laughs> Senator. Like, are you kidding me? Like, people, that's been the internet business model for 20 freaking yeah. years. You don't understand that? Get out of here. They have no idea how. It is super frustrating. It's why we want to listen to these old... So mm. I'm, I'm big on wisdom. Like, I, I yeah. believe that, you know, you live longer, you learn a lot more, and you see patterns, and you can make better decisions with wisdom than na- naivete. Mm-hmm. But... You got to be aware of what's actually going on. Like, Stupid people get old too. <laughs> That's true, but they don't usually get to get to Senate. No, I know. I know what you mean. How do we? Do you? What are your thoughts on term limits? Mm, I mean, I'm down for it. Like, I don't have any major objection yeah. to it. Like, I, feel I mean, like most people in America would be like, "Yeah, term limits," except for the guys that would actually make the rules. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that makes it harder because it's a a lot of conflict interests there. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, why do you having someone in the same office for like 35 years thir- or yeah. Thir- I mean, how much are they going to want to change? Like they're yeah. like I built this. It's yeah. it's fine the way it is. Right. We're not changing it. Yeah. So I like I like that we have the two-party system gets shit on a lot. Mm-hmm. And it does definitely cause some issues. But Here's my take on it. I think it's a great thing because it keeps a balance going. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a tug of war. And then people are like, oh, well, we can't get anything done. We can't get anything done. Well, here's how I see it. Progressives are trying to do things too fast. Conservatives are trying to hold it back too slow. <laughs> yeah. You have that tug of war, and you have a nice little humdrum of progress. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, some things, you know, need to be moving faster, but other things, in my opinion, don't. Like, yeah. we're not ready for certain certain things to occur in the government. Like, I don't think that, like, I'm, I'm against universal health care. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just not something that I think the government would do a good job with. But I also recognize that they're, something's got to change. Yeah, <laughs> right. right. It's the, what, the second biggest industry in America oh. after the military? Oh, probably, I, that, yeah. It's insane. It's, it's crazy. Humongous. And that's what, I mean... I think everyone should have health care. I do view as a right, but I kind of, I mean, I don't think that necessarily, uh, like, we all have to be on the go. Like, there can still be that privatized. Mm-hmm. I think that's, like, what Kamala Harris talks about is mm-hmm. how you can still have privatized insurance, but if you don't want that, then you can go over to the government. And so no matter what, you're always insured. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, like, my thing is fine. Like, if you like your insurance provider, I don't, you can keep them. But if you don't, like, we got universal health care for you. And so, that sounded a lot like something we heard like ten years ago. Probably like your insurance provider, you can keep them, and that didn't yeah. really work out. Yeah, I mean that's. I don't think that it was the right choice to just abolish all of the like. Whenever he came in with the sledgehammer, Trump. Whenever he came in with mm-hmm. the sledgehammer, just completely busted apart what Obama the Obamacare. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was a bad choice. Yeah. I don't know what the what the answer is here though. Like healthcare is one area that's just yeah. I mean, I think the reason like I'm such a huge like that's why I say I don't care either way as long as everyone's insured and like the pricing is fair because like I like with my <clears throat> where I work, I see a lot of people come in there and they won't come in soon enough because they don't have insurance and now all of a sudden it's way more expensive than what it was before because they kept waiting because they didn't have money. Or just, I mean, even, like, simple procedures. I mean, there's some people that can't afford to, or they're going to have to change a lot if they have to have, like, a $3,000 procedure done. And so... I mean, you get in a car accident, you don't have health insurance, and it's, like, bad. That can ruin your life. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, I mean, when they talk about, like, going bankrupt for medical bills, I think that's, like, I think that's super stupid. It makes, it aggravates me, but... I mean, I hate it too, but what's the answer, man? Yeah. Having other people pay for I it? I mean... Because the, the money doesn't just appear. Yeah, but... I mean, th- like... It's the, terrible, the, dude. It, it really is, and I feel yeah. that way. Like, it's awful, but, you know, where do you draw the line? Yeah. I think about it like this for me. Like, well, A, there's already a ton of countries that are already doing it, and so, like, with 330 million people. Right, I know. Our size is the problem. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, for me, like, for the insurance that I get right now, I mean, you don't really have a choice. You get what your employer gives you, and then if you want to go outside that, it's crazy expensive. Mm-hmm. Like, And so you don't really get a choice right, right now. And so it's not really capitalism. That's mm-hmm. just not, at least on our end, maybe the upper management of where you work. Right. But, and so I'm paying, like, I think like 140, 150 a month for health insurance. And, but then you, if you go in and use it, you still have to pay, you get like a deducted amount or whatever, right, but you yeah. still have to pay these fees. And so then I'm, even now I'm still discouraged, like, because medical pricing is hard. I work in the medical industry and I don't know how much certain things cost. It's like, I don't want to do, like, I'll be fine. Like, I don't right. need all this. Yeah. And so, but all of a sudden, let's say it shifts to universal healthcare and everyone, and that, bumps it up to like 250 a month from me instead of like 140. Mm-hmm. It's like I would be willing to pay that because 
now I can go anytime I go in, it's just flat out free. It's just that fee out of my paycheck every two weeks. And then I can go in and get whatever I needed done. Like mm-hmm. not to like, I sprained my ankle pretty bad, like a couple weeks ago. First time I'd ever done it. Oh, and man. so, yeah, it was brutal. And so I would have liked to go to like a doctor to get some x-rays and mm-hmm. have them tested out. But I didn't cause I didn't feel like paying any money for it. Right. And right. I've, dislocated my shoulder like 20 plus times like i probably would have had yeah sh- that thing going on. yeah so like, i probably would have had shoulder shoulder surgery by now if like and so i think there's things that we don't even think about that we would benefit from that yeah but where's where's the money come from it's not like the but it just raises our taxes right yeah but, but like it, it raises yours okay you go from 120 to 250 mm-hmm. but the guy that has built a a fantastically huge company. God, I just sound like Trump. <laughs> uh, a huge company that's like busted his ass and now he's paying instead of 1200 he's paying like 6000 Yeah. I mean, I'm just kind of, like he'll probably survive, right? I mean, he's yeah, going to make... Like is, it, like, is it, does he, like he worked his ass off and is yeah. it his responsibility? I mean, it, it, it's a feel-good story if he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know what? I'm okay with that. I'm here to help Good people. for him. That's fine. But, like, to be forced to do that, yeah. especially when a lot of health care or a lot of uh, issues are preventative, that, yeah. that kind of shits me off, but that's a different story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's... But we're already paying for it just in, like, different ways. I mean, there's still people that go into the ER and rack up these $5,000 bills oh, yeah. that aren't going to pay it themselves. Mm-hmm. And so we're still paying. In either way, I feel like we're paying for it. It's just yeah. what well, route just are we taking. Off, right? So it's not even, it's not like if somebody has a $5,000 bill, that $5,000 comes out of taxes. It's more that you pay the taxes on $5,000 less of your money, right? Yeah, or I think like the hospital can write it off, right? And yeah, then that's ma- yeah. I mean. yeah, and yeah. then like the hospital might get like a deduction for like right. all their charitable givings or whatever. Yeah. So I mean, like with with our business, for instance, like there's deductions and all that stuff, and so basically, like if my deductions get me down to a really low income for the year, mm-hmm. then I only pay taxes. I pay taxes after after expenses instead of like a, a re- like an employee pays their taxes before expenses which is a great it's a great uh, I don't even know what the word is scam <laughs> <laughs> like everybody <laughs> we're gonna tax the people that need money more mm-hmm. uh, yeah anyway it's yeah. we're gonna let businesses and business owners not pay taxes but we're gonna tax the people that are working 40, 50, 60 hours a week just to survive we're going to tax them the most. Yeah. That's what's so frustrating. I mean, you probably saw it too, like that. I mean, and this chart was a little deceiving, but like, did you see that New York Times chart where they, uh, where it was who was paying a certain amount of taxes, like each tax bracket? I think so, yeah. And it was like the absolute top bracket is now paying like the least amount of taxes right now, mm-hmm. which is like... But how much value are they bringing to the marketplace? Yeah. That's the, re- the retort to that. Yeah, but not everybody that's wealthy is bringing jobs or you know putting money into the economy. But a lot of people are. Not that yeah. they shouldn't be paying taxes. I Don't just, get me wrong. Yeah. I think I tweeted actually about uh, Amazon. Mm-hmm. Like they did so, they did so much money in business. They were the first 
trillion dollar company, I think. Yeah. Apple was, but and they paid. They were actually paid tax money. Like they were. Yeah. Given money at, at the end of tax season. Yeah, and that's like, like that's, that's wild. That it should is not happen. And that's like when they're looking for that H Q two for Amazon, like. Oh, like man. they were, I mean, they people were getting fast one on everybody. They did. They got so much consumer data. Oh my god! Yeah, and that's yeah, and then that's what like for each city, like the city was like, you won't have to pay this amount of taxes for this mm-hmm. many years if you come here. It's like obviously the city doesn't technically lose any money that they currently have, but that's a lot of income that you're not gonna get. Yeah, and it's like, does the company bring in enough business to offset that? Mm-hmm. Do they or is you know so it's. And I'm sure they jade it so the way that it's like, yeah, we'll bring in the yeah. money. Like, we'll give your residents, like, these new jobs. And the next thing you know, it's we'll out-of-town people down. coming yeah. in and moving in, and it's not the locals getting the job. And then they're driving up the housing market because they're, there's these new high-paying jobs. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, that Amazon thing was crazy. That Like, I think it was cool in the beginning, and mm-hmm. then, like... Like people started seeing what was going on, I was like, "Wait, this would totally destroy almost every city that we yeah. get into." Yeah, like it would have just abolished Indianapolis. For it was real. such a blessing that it didn't end up coming here. I was super hyped about it at first too. Oh, yeah. Like I was like, like "That would be yeah, Amazon's we, coming. We need that." And like I remember reading like the plans of like where they're gonna where they thought they could build it and yada yada. And then people in like Seattle were like, "Cause yeah. we're like, oh, it'll ruin your city. Yeah. Like it's not great." So it's some things are just like counterintuitive too. Mm-hmm. It's like you think, like you think that Amazon's going to be good for a city and bring in all this good business, and then all of a sudden housing is going up. And I don't know. There's such a line with everything. Yeah, and it's always blurry. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, and it depends where your values lie, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you might not even be wrong. It's just you value certain things more than another person. Yeah, and that's not even, like, I don't even think that's a bad thing. Like, somebody might hear that and be like, oh, what's wrong with my values? Because they're not like yours. But, like, values don't have to be, like, you're a good person, not a good person. They can yeah. be, like, like, me, I value personal responsibility over taking care of other people because I think other people should take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's like the American way. It's liberty. It's like, stay out of my business. Kind of thing, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> and I don't care if that sounds like old fashioned. That's just, to me, that that makes the most sense to live a fulfilled life. Yeah. It's to be able to live for yourself and support yourself. But not everybody feels that way. Yeah. And it's, and that, that's hard, too, just because there's so many different starting spots in life like yeah I mean, we had I mean weren't I mean we had a decent spot like but there's other people I mean like I had a, I mean like I had a job all through high school but it was like more for me to have money it wasn't like right, my family needs me bills, yeah right. it's so it's I mean it's to, like two people who work through high school are doing it for totally different reasons and could mm-hmm. have a totally different future yeah and so I mean some people need I think a little help because one of these articles I was reading talks about how wealth inequality gets continues through generations. Mm-hmm. So basically, the poor stay poor and the rich get richer. Like, it's just hard for. It says that in the Bible. I think that's a natural. <laughs> I think that's a natural <laughs> law. It's the way she goes. Yeah, I mean, so obviously I'm not quoting the Bible as fact, but I think that's like a natural law. Like, 
the more you have of something, the more you're going to continue to see that. Like, yeah. Like happiness, for instance. Yeah. Like the happier you are, the happier you're going to continue to be. The more miserable you are, the more miserable you're going to continue to mm-hmm. be. I think that might be a law of life. <laughs> but you can break out of that, too. Yeah, you can. It's hard. It is. And that's like what? That, it's... If it's I almost feel like it's impossible for some people, or it seems that way. They're just set up to fail. Like I think it's harder. Yeah. Yeah, and there's definitely some people that are in a position where it's like you got slim chances. But I, again, like from my personal values, I think that every person has a chance. You know, there's obviously mm-hmm. exceptions, like yeah. people that can't function fully. But as long as there's breath and dry uh, breath in your lungs and beating your heart and driving your soul, man, I think anybody can do anything. It's just, it's uncomfortable, man. Like, it's hard. Oh, it's super hard. And, I mean, that's like... We want everything to be easy. Yeah. Yeah. And taken care of for us. Like, that's the American way, is bigger, faster, easier. Biggest and best. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's just like, at, at what point does it get to unequal like at what point like it's there yeah because i mean that's one of those articles that i was reading talks about how like wealth and quality is okay and a lot of times it can be good for growth but only to a certain point is it worse than it was like in the the gilded age like the rockefeller carnegie jp morgan days yeah so they say it's following this like u shape, so back mm-hmm. then it was like really bad, yeah, and then um I mean Rockefeller was worth like two percent of America's GDP, yeah, it That's was insane. insane he like his money translated to today is like i mean he's he richest ever, right yeah. uh yeah, I mean, there's debate people like yeah. yeah, but there's a few of them up there that are just like astronomical wealth, mm-hmm. like. Like Bezos, like you can't spend a hundred and fifty billion dollars in a lifetime. Have you seen that website where you can go onto and you can act like you have Bezos money? <laughs> no. Yeah, it's like this website, and you can they give you all his wealth, and you can just like see how long it takes for you to click and spend and buy and like buy like ten private islands, and then like still have money left over, and then buy like ten yachts and have money left over. And it's like Wait, you gotta have a yacht on every island. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he deserves it. Yeah. Hey, man. So, yeah, I, I actually agree with what you say, even though it was, like, kind of facetious. Like, he earned it. <laughs> it was, yeah. It was a little facetious. I would have which... liked to see him be more charitable, but I think his plan is to be charitable at the end of everything. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, once you get to that level, and I'm not saying I don't want to get to that level, but that doesn't happen very often in history. Yeah. But, like, I feel like you, you have a responsibility to do right by the world. Right. <laughs> and pay for things. That's what it seems like. And that's kind of, I mean, and that's what we're, we're back on, on this U. Because, like, during World War II, that's when inequality was pretty low. Because mm-hmm. they're taxing the rich pretty high to help yeah. pay for this war. Yeah. And then, like, since, for World War II, and then since then it's kind of, the riches taxes keep getting lower and lower and now we're we're back up to like a pretty high inequality and then that's like another thing with bezos and amazon is like he does employ a lot of people and like he's doing all this but a big problem 
or I guess not, I don't know how big the problem is, but it's with companies like this where you add value to the company if you make the pie bigger, not if you're, ma- you're taking more of the pie. And so mm-hmm. like with Amazon, like they'll, to sell stuff on the internet anymore, like 50% of like consumer goods are sold on Amazon or something or like internet, not. Yeah, and yeah. so, uh, and so to sell something, you almost have to be on Amazon, but then like you'll be a small business and selling whatever and then they'll see where you get it from and buy it cheaper from the distributor and mm-hmm. then put you out of business. Yeah. And so are they're not making the pie bigger. They're just taking more for themselves. Yeah. And so uh, you run yeah. into issues like that. Yeah, I mean, that that's prevalent. That would probably be classified as greed. But <laughs> to, to say that the government, to me, to say that the government should be the one that says don't do that yeah. i mean it's wishful thinking hoping that somebody would do the right thing yeah and not do that but which is where the government can't really do much because of these antitrust laws mm-hmm. and then they say as long as the consumer is doing well then he's not breaking any rules and their amazon keeps prices super low like i mean i buy tons of shit on there and like I do too it's easy yeah it's so great and but and so that's where you run into yeah it hurts some businesses but the consumer overall is strong it's doing well for them. You know, I cannot believe that we still don't have, like, a, a an internet tax for businesses. Like, if your business is online, you pretty much can get away with not paying sales tax. Yeah, that's true. It's crazy. There's so much business online, and it gives such a head, like, a, such a head start. That's, you know, even if it's just 10%, that's a 10% mm-hmm. bonus for somebody that runs an online store versus a, a mom-and-pop short store. That actually yeah. employs people. Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, because you can get these big internet companies that have, like, 20 employees. Mm-hmm. But just like Instagram, when they were bought for a billion dollars, they had 19 employees. That's insane. That's crazy. And, like, we should be able to... I mean, the internet's been around, around long enough that we should have figured something out We like know that. how it works. Yeah. But we also well, have these crotchets. I was going to say, not everyone, we know, know how, how it how works. how the business models work. <laughs> so how do we... How do we change the trajectory of where we're heading because it's 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 got to split like it's something's got to break and it's not going to be good yeah i mean my thing is uh vote like that's the biggest thing mm-hmm. and the thing is that because i'm not saying like only democrats go out and vote like right, uh, yeah, like yeah. everyone go out and vote and it's like and if i'm on the wrong side of it and like the majority is more red and wants like certain things that I, I have said that I do or don't like, then that is what it is. And that's just a democracy at work. And I, mm-hmm. you know, I can figure the rest out on my own. And so my thing is like, let's get as many people out there to vote as possible and then get the right people in office. I mean, and I mean, you got to have like come up with some new laws about like how lobbying works and who can get money from where and like that there's gerrymandering and how districts are mapped and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And so you got to like, you got to get quality people in there. You got to have good turner. You got to have good turnout at the ballots, and then hopefully the society can move in the right direction. We gotta get to online voting. Yeah, I mean that's what you said. There's some dangers to it, but like, man, there's a lot of people that could be voting that just don't want to go. Yeah, it should be super accessible. Like yeah, they yeah. should make that. A, and that's what you run into these certain states where people are saying that. They're restricting voter rights. and Right. I mean, I think, like, Florida, Georgia, I think, like, Minnesota, maybe. I don't remember what each, like, 
specific thing they did to. I think I think Florida was like felons can't vote once they get out of jail, but. Sorry, no, you're good. Where do we? What's your, are you gonna go after it again next cycle? Mm, probably not next cycle because just for like job wise, I'm looking into becoming a traveler. Okay. And so I kind of like to do that before I really have to settle in. And so this is kind of, I guess, a good way to get me engaged and understand mm-hmm. like what's going on and um, just. I like just talking about it. Like, everyone's like, politics or voodoo or whatever. It's like, I'll, I'm down to talk to you about it and yeah. see what's going on. And, I mean, that's how you spread information anyways. Is well, there's got to be, like, a, a conversation, not like a I'm right, you're wrong yeah. attitude. Yeah. You got to go in with a, oh, that it's going to be a discourse. Like, you can't go in like, I'm going to prove my point. Mm-hmm. And that's where you get in trouble. Yeah, man. If you, like, my goal, like I said earlier, is, like, I want to understand what you're saying mm-hmm. before I start saying what I think. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I know I'm not hundred percent right. I know you're not hundred percent mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Somewhere in the middle. <laughs> we can find it. I mean, and that's what it's a moving target though, in my opinion. Yeah. It's all value. I mean, values are always changing with technology evolving. Like it just changed how we look at things differently. And I don't know there's always new problems arising being brought to light. Who you got in the Democratic primary? I'm a I'm a Warren person. Yeah. I like her a lot. I think I mean her and Bernie are pretty much like the same candidate. I mean like a lot of their values are the same and mm-hmm. like kind of what they're go- going after. Bernie just he's just is like let's burn it all down and yeah. he's like this revolutionist and Warren's like here she just f- feels like more of a leader like here's what we're going to do. I got a plan. She's got has a plan for everything, like that's her slogan or whatever. And I think she, she's she comes forward and she doesn't talk about something unless she has an idea about how to fix it. And yeah. she just seems very smart, like well tempered. Just like seems like she would be a good leader. I mean, I I mean, I wouldn't be mad about Bernie. <laughs> he's just he's interesting. I mean, he's you gotta. I respect that he's always been in his lane. He has, you know, it's. I respect the shit out of that too, but like I don't agree with really anything he wants to do. But, <laughs> but like I mean, he's convicted. Like mm-hmm. he feels what he's saying is his truth, and yeah. I respect the shit out of that. Right. And it's like I'm not a huge I'm not a huge Biden guy or anything like that. He's he's it, just shooting himself in the uh, foot over and over. His biggest problem is that he's been in politics too long. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, anything he does, someone's got dirt, or you voted this way on this, or yeah. like you said this, like. Man, if you've been doing it for 40 years, it's not going to look good if you're going up against the liberal candidates. Yeah. Dude, I think the I think the Democratic Party is shooting themselves right in the foot. Maybe. And what ass or with I mean like all these debates have just been like from my view just utter nonsense. Like everybody like free health care for anybody that comes across the border, yeah. free healthcare, this free tuition, free this, free every everything's fucking free. Mm-hmm. Like most people in America realize that's not like a possibility, right? And they're just Especially getting they're one. trying to see like 
I'm the most progressive. No, I am. And they're just arguing over shit, and they're moving themselves further and further left, mm-hmm. and I think it's going to backfire. I don't see any any way that they take the election. Really? I don't see any way. Yeah. I mean, I would I would say, but the polls are saying, but yeah. we know what happened with the polls yeah, last exactly. time, so it's a hard fallback. Yeah, and also, I mean, there's a lot of people that don't want to say they're voting for Trump because he's a wild man. Yeah. Like, it doesn't, it, you run the risk of being called a, a racist or a bigot mm-hmm. or a misogynist or whatever it is because you're voting for this guy. Yeah. Like, okay, I don't condone some of the things he does, but I, <laughs> for the most part, I mean, if your life isn't better now than it was four or five years ago, that's your own fault. Yeah. It's... Has, well, even Fox came out with a poll saying that fifty-one percent favored impeachment. Really? Mm-hmm. I thought that was nonsense, but that was Fox. I'm one, I'm one person out of three. I don't. I don't give a shit about Fox. <laughs> I'm one person out of three hundred thirty million, and that's the best part. Is like nobody's opinion matters more than another's. Mm-mm. Yeah. We just need more people to vote. Yeah. Hundred, hundred ten million voted last time. Probably it wasn't a ton, but the last primaries there was a, a much bigger show out. Yeah, and so I think people are starting to care more. Well, that's one good thing about this craziness we got. Yeah, finally get some engagement. Yeah, because that's when uh, money can really rule politics. Is when you don't have a lot of people voting. Mm-hmm. But the more people you get involved, the less money can control. Yeah. Well, my brother, it's been fun. It has been. I appreciate you hopping on here. Thanks for uh, letting me on my very first podcast. Yeah. And I would also like to remind everyone that I'm not a poli-sci major or anything, so anything I say could definitely be wrong. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can tell me that's okay. You can find me on Instagram or PettyTweets04. It's worth the follow. I don't know. We didn't, we didn't really <laughs> get too much. We didn't get too much into how funny you are. I wish we would have, but. That's right. We We had a good conversation. I appreciate you hopping on. Thanks for having me, man. All right. Later. Later. La, 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 la. Wait till I get my money right. Get my money right.